how do we position ourselves to be successful, to drive the transformation that's necessary from an institutional capacity, to be able to leverage innovations that are occurring and, and, and deliver the outcomes that we're expecting for the students. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. This episode of In the Know features a conversation my colleague David Connor and I had with Keith Myers. Keith is the Senior Vice President for Client Development at CampusWorks. We talked about campus IT strategy in the context of student success focused imperatives and data informed decision making, among other things. This is part one of a two part episode. Less than a month ago, EduCause released Higher Education's 2020 Trend Watch, which rank orders the trends most likely to influence institutional IT strategy. For the second year in a row, student success-focused imperatives and data-informed decision-making were two of the top three trends, meaning they were likely to have a greater influence on IT strategy than issues like privacy and data management, which ranked lower on the list. And talking about that today, we have Keith Myers, Senior Vice President of Client Development at CampusWorks. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're happy happy to have you. Um, before we jump in, do, do you want to give us a quick uh, background of your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, <clears throat> I've been in higher education now 25 years. Uh, started my career as a student worker in technology before technology was even something that was well understood. Uh, and have worked uh, throughout a number of organizations and institutions uh, in my career. Most recently, I've worked for CampusWorks. Uh, CampusWorks is a company that's been around for 20 years, focused on helping institutions think about the convergence of people, process, technology, and information, and how to leverage those to uh, provide for the outcomes they're looking to achieve. That's great. And I'll also just mention, in the interest of full disclosure and also appreciation, CampusWorks has been a longtime partner with ACCT, uh, one of our corporate members, and um, have provided a lot of services to a lot of our member colleges. So I wanted to acknowledge that, but also thank you for that, because uh, we did we actually did a podcast uh, a few months ago with somebody else from CampusWorks about strategic planning that I think was very useful to boards. So. Um, um, with that, too, I, I was wondering if for our listeners who may not be very familiar, since Jacob mentioned uh, EDUCAUSE, um, it, it would be good for you to explain a little bit what that is in case anybody is not uh, very familiar with EDUCAUSE. Yeah, sure. So, and, and, and I'm certainly not a representative of EDUCAUSE, but as an organization, they have been an advisory group for, um, I think they've been around probably about 20 years at this point providing um, thoughtful um, observations about the technologies that influence higher education institutions, um, looking at the trends that are driving institutions towards what they need to be doing to support the um, student success, uh, and really looking thoughtfully at how the changing role of both IT and IT leadership is impacting uh, institutional um, challenges and the ability to achieve what they've set out in front of them. Um, it's a great resource that is, most institutions are members of and provides a perspective on, uh, on what it is that uh, both uh, IT leaders, institutional leaders, and trustees should know about technology in higher education. 
Great. Um, so one more thing to get out of the way before we get into this discussion, just a definition so that everyone can really fully um, uh, digest what, what we're about to talk about. Um, you, you have used the term ERP for the mindful trustee. So what is ERP? Yeah, and, and it's a great question. If you're a trustee, you may have heard it referred to in uh, a more unique institutional fashion. I have something, say, like OwlNet or TorahWeb, or you may have heard it rela uh, referred to by the name of the technology or the company. This could be something like PeopleSoft or Banner uh, or Workday in terms of the, the version that you might hear as a trustee. And so what it really means from an institutional perspective is the core set of systems that provide the framework for operations at an institutional level every day. Um, it's how students register for courses, it's how employees uh, get paid and check their leave balance, it's how the institution knows what vendors to pay, um, and it's how the institutional leadership captures the data necessary to make uh, smart decisions uh, about the future of the institution. Now, backtracking just a little bit, in regards to the Educause trend list, um, does that line up with what you're seeing in the market and what would you say it indicates about the current state of higher education? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I think what's happening, we're seeing is that the, the headwinds of higher education are get, becoming more and more complicated, um, whether it's the, the sustained uh, cuts to state funding, now nearly $9 billion over the last 10 years, whether it's the increased accountability challenges with growing student uh, loan debt uh, or the enrollment challenges that many institutions are um, focused on as state demographics shift, uh, as the um, students that need retraining with a strong economy uh, are limited. I think what we're finding is that the value of technology on the campus, whether it's the ERP system or the folks that are there, is very much about focusing on how do you reevaluate what may be decades old processes and technology that was implemented um, in some cases before their current students were ever born uh, in a way to really think thoughtfully about how do we need to position the organization and the institution to be nimble and agile as we move forward. Uh, so the, speaking of that, I. I have learned personally working with a lot of our corporate members that um, who we consider partners at ACCT that they actually do function as partners, although some people will regard them as vendors. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a major difference in those perspectives. A vendor is somebody who sells things, mm -hmm. um, and a partner is somebody who helps people solve problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, it, it, with that in mind, how do you work with colleges as a partner so that people can understand um, really what services you provide, but also how those services help them to solve their their specific issues? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great question, and what we often talked about ourselves is that we are higher education experts. So there are more than 200 individuals in CampusWorks who have come from every facet, from college president down to uh, the, the individual contributors in an IT organization, in a financial aid office, or any functional area. 
Um, and what we bring to the table is a level of experience, having sat in many of those seats, having tackled many of the problems that normally occur. Um, what that translates to is, as you noted earlier, we do a lot of strategic planning work for institutions. Um, we do not only a lot of thought leadership, but also some hands-on keyboard work to help them solve some problems. Um, in many cases, it's about helping the institution even get to the root cause of what the problem they're experiencing is. So often, when you're in the throes of dealing with a challenge, you see the symptoms but don't necessarily understand what's causing the, the, the delay or the challenge in getting to the end goal. Um, what CampusWorks does as we come to the table is really align ourselves hand in hand with our uh, constituents to ensure that when we get to the end of whatever we're working on with them, we've put them in a much better place than, than where they were when we started and positioned them to take advantage of the outcomes to meet the strategic goals of the institution. That's important. I think that, that what you just said last is really important. Um, people should investigate these services that they work with um, and their different service providers in terms of their strategic plans. And I know that that's something that uh, CampusWorks helps, you know, different colleges, but especially boards, um, come up with the right questions mm -hmm. that, that will guide them toward finding the right solutions. Um, if you could talk a little bit more about uh, specific projects that you've been working on with community colleges. Sure. Yeah, and, and I think one of the ones that we see uh, arising a lot recently is, is the question that sort of started the beginning of this. Um, we have, every institution has some ERP or student information system that they've invested in. As I mentioned, many of them that are, have been in place longer than their students have been alive. And so they are starting to ask the question, how do we position ourselves to be successful, to drive the transformation that's necessary from an institutional capacity, to be able to leverage innovations that are occurring and, and, and deliver the outcomes that we're expecting for the students uh, that, and the institution. And so um, as we work with many institutions, we begin with helping them understand where are they in, in this journey? Um, and as trustees asking the question, do we have what is necessary from an institutional perspective to be successful? Um, and that often starts with looking at that ERP system, which is usually the <clears throat> single most expensive and most pervasive system on campus asking the question, does it have the capability to uh, meet the changing needs of an organization and to drive to the solutions that are necessary uh, to um, provide support for better decision making, for uh, engaging students in real time, um, or driving more efficiencies into the business processes so folks have more time to focus on those things that are of, uh, of, of importance to the institution. Um, given your familiarity with the space, can you tell us whether most institutions have adopted cloud-based ERP systems? Mm -hmm. um, I know you shared with us back in 2015, Inside Higher Ed compiled a short list of advances um, seemingly on the horizon, but predicted a majority of the market would still fail to adopt them even by 2020. So here we are in 2020, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. February, it's still early. What's the reality? Yeah, and, and I, I think in this case, Inside Higher Ed turned out to be very right, maybe unfortunately. 
I think that many institutions find themselves struggling with a level of hesitation to, uh, to take uh, their hands off the wheel and, and let the uh, partners that they provide, that they have been partnered with in the organization, to take responsibility for some of the management of that uh, cloud solution. Um, I think it speaks to as, uh, as what the changing nature of the information technology role is on campus. And so for many institutions, um, they, the IT role spends far more time thinking about technology and IT than they do about the information and IT. Um, and I think as a trustee, as an administrator, uh, really asking the questions, how are we aligned and are, are the IT folks focused on the, what's important? Um, and when we find organizations that aren't spending the time necessary on the I portion of IT, what we often find is they've sort of stood still waiting to figure out what makes the most sense. Um, and they're sort of locked in this analysis paralysis of to, to terribly quote an old class song, should we stay or should we go? Um, without the perspective on what do we actually need to accomplish and what are the requirements that we have to be able to uh, to be successful. Um, and I think the, the other challenge of this is that many institutions are acknowledging more and more that the clock is ticking, um, that the current instance of their ERP uh, is growing longer in the tooth. Um, the data that they have compiled over 20 years is sort of a, an oceans of data without any real waves of information. Um, and how do we actually utilize what we have today to drive to a, a new solution that will make it so that the institution can thrive? Uh, just a brief aside, you know, there is a, a tangible and uh, pretty clear benefit of using a cloud-based system. Um, do you want to touch briefly on what the value of a cloud-based system is in this application? Yeah, yeah, happy to do so. So, you know, the the from a definition perspective, the difference is really the concept that everything the institution owns is physically resident on the campus somewhere, usually in a data center. Um, <clears throat> from a cloud-based system, it is about moving those systems off the campus and into either a third-party provider or into the vendor's solution. Um, and so what the benefit that it provides is the ability for the institution to be able to stop worrying about some aspects of the management of the system. So I don't have to worry about is my data safe, um, which is a huge concern for trustees, especially as more and more um, information security breaches are occurring on, high, on college campuses across the country. I know that we are paying someone to be responsible for that and they are responsible for that aspect of it across multiple in, in entities and education institutions. The second thing is, is uh, as we were talking earlier, it frees up the IT resources to not spend time uh, ensuring that the technology is operating but they're able to spend more time on those uh, on working with the functional offices like the registrar like the bursar to make greater use of the investment that they have uh, as well as to think very formatively about the transformation process that can occur as you start to align the technology the people the process together uh, and focus on how that uh, connects to the strategic goals of the institution 
So, uh, thing of transformation. Um, so Educause, again, uh, which has been very influential in this space, obviously, um, has defined digital transformation as a means of transforming the institution's core business to better meet customer needs through the use of data and technology. Uh, with that in mind, are institutions that are uh, undertaking ERP initiatives embarking on transformation? Um, and who is the customer? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I, I think this sort of concept of digital transformation is a deceptively simple concept, but very complex in its, uh, its actualization. So at a, <clears throat> at a basic level, this, the digital transformation is really about how do you simplify the activities that your core constituent has to engage with to be able to uh, be successful in their endeavors. For a student, that means how do you think very um, system, uh, how do you have a very systems thinking across the entire uh, ecosystem of solutions to allow them to understand that it, it's, it's how simple it is to go through, say, a registration process or to pay a bill. I think for many institutions, those technologies, those processes have grown up over a long period of time, as we talked about before. And so there becomes this very challenging journey, uh, almost a sort of running through a maze of how you have to go about engaging. And, and we've sort of forgotten that the student is, should be at the center of everything we do. Um, and so our advice to any institution who's starting to think about this digital transformation is to really coalesce around the student experience to think very thoughtfully, not about how it grew up organically, but to spend the time really reimagining and re-engineering that student experience and focusing on um, what is the desired future state um, and how does then the supporting um, systems, processes align around that student experience. I think there's often a conversation that goes on in higher education of is the student a customer? Um, and I think for the purposes of digital transformation, we have to very much think about them as one of the core consumers of that process, as well as how do you ensure that the institution has what it needs to be able to conduct the business on a day-to-day -day basis in a much more effective capacity. Yeah, trustees are concerned with the bottom line, obviously. So, I mean, I think that, that that's an important um, consideration. So also, you know, at, at having spoken about the trustees' specific uh, roles and responsibilities and level of engagement, um, trustees are not actively engaged in um, necessarily choosing, you know, the ERP or any other services, uh, but they're influential in guiding those choices and helping, it, especially the president, but also the other administrators, um, in making the right decisions based on sort of a high-level view of outcomes. So what are some of the things that trustees can be looking for, indicators that might tell them um, stakeholders have been fully engaged and their needs are considered in that part of the process? Yeah, and, and I think it's a great question, and I, <clears throat> I think it 
Um, our advice to trustees is it always needs to start with a strategic planning process. Um, that's the area where the trustees have the greatest degree of involvement in terms of helping to define what are those, <clears throat> the goals that the institution should be striving for, understanding how they connect to the mission and vision. And so <clears throat> if the articulation of the transition that may be occurring um, is begins with the idea that how are we supporting those big strategic goals of the institution, then I think it really rolls back into understanding how well is the governance structures defined in the organization. Um, are they positioned in a way that we're seeking input from a broad swath of engagement across the campus? And when we talk about that, not just as a does the leadership have their ability to say, does IT talk about technology, even not necessarily do the functional offices understand what they're focused on, but how do you get all the way down to the students and ask the students what is the goal of, of, of transition of this nature, what should we be focused on? Um, and that can come about in everything from a survey perspective to uh, a broad set of focus groups. Uh, with the goal being that at the end of this transformation, we're really looking at making sure we've captured what is the, the requirements that we're expecting. And when we talk about requirements, not necessarily, you know, what are the feature functionalities of a piece of software, but what is it that the institution wants to ensure that we capture as we move through this process. Um, and I think the other piece of this really dives into the engagement of leaders um, both at the institution but outside the institution as well. Um, one of the great things about higher education is how collaborative we are as an industry and they, uh, trustees reaching out to organizations like ACCT or peer trustees to ask the question, what have you seen? Um, what should we be aware of? Become an important aspect of ensuring that um, they're focused on all the right questions that need to be asked going through this process. Is there anything else they should be keeping in mind as they're working through this? Yeah, and, and I think the, uh, the, the, the big questions are to ensure that they're asking the right questions uh, related to how engaged folks are in helping to redefine the business processes that are there. I think one of the challenges that many institutions struggle with is the perspective of going through a process of this nature, they begin to fall into a trap of, um, in some ways, falling in love with their own voice. Um, we've convinced ourselves that the way we do things is the smart way to do things. Um, and we're so steeped in how it happens on a day-to-day -day basis that it's sometimes hard to remove yourself from the conversation and to take that sort of um, existential look at how we're doing. And so I think as a trustee asking the question on a recurring basis, um, how are we rethinking how we're engaging students? You know, how have we benchmarked what we're doing against best practices? How have we engaged third-party organizations to validate that what we're thinking is true uh, and is valid and is positioning us for success uh, in the next decade or two decades, considering that the decision made today on these systems 
um, could result in uh, the implementation of technology business processes that could last another 20 or 25 years. Students that aren't even born yet being utilizing it out in the future. And so I think as the, the, the focus is really around um, that idea of how do you really reimagine and redesign business processes, not as a function of, um, of just uh, solving today's problem, but really thinking very smartly about what is the future state we want to achieve to minimize the burden on students, to create that uh, efficiency within the institution, um, and that to free up the potential to solve whatever problems are on the horizon that we don't even know exist yet. Thanks for listening to part one of this two-part series with Keith. Make sure you subscribe so you're notified when we post part two next week.